In the limitless expanse of space, not everyone is destined for greatness. These are their stories. Welcome to Very Random Encounters, a show where we play pen and paper RPGs in which we've randomly determined as many things as possible, including characters, villains, names, places, and other out-of-this-world stuff. It all comes together to be a very random encounter. I'm Travis. I'm Lee. I'm Logan. And I'm Greg. (laughs) (laughs) Are we still laughing at... The thing that would be the end credits? Is that what we're still laughing at? I'm laughing no. at out of this world stuff. Me too. Good. Out of this yeah, world. Out of this it. world stuff is very good. Very nice. Uh, I forgot which one I was going to do, and I didn't have my note that said it. And I was like, well, I hope I get by the time I get to the end of this sentence, I remember what <laughs> I said I was going to do for the weirder stuff. Um, anyway... Uh, maybe more for our benefit than for the listeners, since it was quite a bit ago when we did the character creation uh since this is the first actual play session of our uncharted worlds campaign um how about we go around the horn and sort of give a brief reintroduction to our characters um i think that will help us anyone want to start i can Uh, i can start cool sure all right uh my character's name is shift nine i think i'm gonna go with like a rupaul sort of um very loud and boisterous voice and that's what i'm thinking about confidence wise and i am a the host of a well i this is also my class i because i'm cybernetic and also i'm academic and technocrat so i kind of said i was like a streaming show Mm -hmm. called higher being which is about Shift 9. It's basically Dog the Bounty Hunter in space where we track down like xenomorphs and shit like that to that are dangerous to humans and kill them for the amusement of folks watching. I did not sign on for xenomorphs. <laughs> I am not on that episode. I don't think I did either, and this is my season. <laughs> I don't want any of those. I, you know what? I think you're probably right. I think Shift 9 actually calls it a little bit earlier than that dangerous for the creatures. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this is this is this season is gonna be way closer to Flash Gordon than it is the alien <laughs> franchise. He'll save every one of us. Open fire! All weapons! <laughs> some, Activate some wall rocket stuff? Ajax to bring back <laughs> his body. <laughs> Sorry. I don't know any of that. What's a what's a Flash Gordon uh alien that I could have fought? It, you overestimate how recently I watched Flash Gordon. You had like a quote ready. That's more From recently. The song. You can fight Ling the Unforgiving. Oh, there we go. We got one. Uh, who's next? Who's next? I'll do it. Cool. I am Lyrian Whittington. Uh, I'm an avian species. My race was, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Engineered. We were an engineered species and so from earth birds and we um we can't fly because it didn't go great 
(laughs) (laughs) They didn't engineer us super good, but we have like the genetic memory of flying. So we're like all, we're like thrill seekers, you know, like always kind of looking for that next high. And a lot of us are like pilots and things like that for that reason. I was going to say, does that mean you're the, you're the pilot of the Pelican, the ship that you're going to (laughs) have? Anytime I can fly it, I will. That's for sure. Cool. And I have like a my own craft that's like a it can't hold more than like two or three people and yeah you have like a speeder or something yeah yeah it's like a land like a planet based speeder yeah. kind of craft but I am basically in my head I'm like I would fit in on the um like the Firefly the Serenity crew like I'm yeah. good hearted at the end of the day but. I'll do what I got to do. I don't care. You also have like a lot of weird science shit up your sleeve, right? Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I I make mostly I'm into vaccinations, but sometimes people need poisons (laughs) and anecdotes to said poisons. And I'm down with that too. Cool. (laughs) Uh, Greg, you're up next. Talk to us about Carol. Uh, Carol Tadef, Tadef. I haven't decided on how you say the last name. Reptile, a mercenary, used to be a soldier defending uh, his parents' home colony, uh, but then through various reasons, he is no longer welcome. Perhaps he's just a bit too violent with his exploding dart gun. Uh, So he uh, was always a fan of this hunting people down show, so he works for Shift 9 as sort of security and occasionally gets to be on camera when they need something floated. Oh, wait, so you're like, you're a fan of the show, primarily? Primarily a fan of the show. Also security for the show. And sometimes when things go south, uh, I get to be the person that walks out and just stands there and kills everything. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, there's there's like, there's definitely like some shaky cam shots in in earlier episodes where it's like, if the cam shakes, camera shakes enough because of like a plasma grenade going off to the side like if it shakes just far enough to the right you'll see carol (laughs) (laughs) Um, i feel like every time in the first like i don't know two seasons of the show every time i met you and was on the show it wasn't on purpose it was just like you would come to some rando planet to do your (laughs) thing and like oh my gosh lyrian's here (laughs) Of yeah, course you're like a, you're, here. you're a recurring character. Yeah, but I didn't plan for it. Right, but then until, like in later like the, seasons, yeah. No, 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 no. Lyrian, Lyrian is like a fan favorite, and yep. like they went ape shit <laughs> whenever you appeared on screen. So now, like I've I've hired you to be full time. Logan, do you have? Does Shift Nine have producers, or do you like produce the show yourself? Are you Shift just Nine like a, does not produce the show. Um, so th- I think there were some producers who were probably like, the kids really like this Lyria and we gotta, <laughs> we gotta get her on the, we gotta make a main cast. But I do want to make it clear that Shift 9 it was all aboard with this. Sure. Like, yeah, yeah. Now Shift we set it right. up that like, I'm, I'm just with you like all the time, but we, we still pretend like you're just ran into me. <laughs> Are you the science ex- <laughs> are you the science expert that gives what we do actual legitimacy? Probably. Like, do they cut to you for the science explanation so that they cover up me killing a bunch of villagers? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
I think that gives us a good idea of the party. Um, we also know that e each of you has like a whole crew that also will, uh, that is definitely almost never on screen. All of mine are red shirts. Every one of them is yeah. a red shirt. I love it. <laughs> so I think with that, we can get into how we're starting this campaign, where we're starting. Um, Y'all are just getting back after a job. Um, so your job was to, uh, it, it was a, what do you call it, a, an escort mission. So there was a new counselor elected for the moon Titan. Um, Earth's solar system, which includes, you know, Saturn's moon Titan, is governed by this organization, Fable. Um, and they have a lot of elections. They're, they're very into uh, public choice and individuals making the choice of how their government operates. So they have elections very frequently. Um, and this sort of outsider just got elected um, from another sector. This android named Bill of Liberty um, just got elected as one of the counselors on the moon Titan. But he was way far off uh, on another sector somewhere. And y'all escorted him to Titan where he is going to be uh, the counselor of, um, and it is, you are going to, uh, you're sort of babysitting him right now, waiting for his actual, uh, guards to pick him up, but you are sort of doing the escort service because you did go through some dangerous territory. Um, you went through, uh, territory controlled by the space pirates, the Scarlet Sharks, and that can sort of be dangerous. So that's why they had to hire out you. They made a show of it, um. So I think right now your ship, the Pelican, is probably in the bay, in the docking bay, maybe getting some, maybe getting some repairs. So what I'll do is I'll ask each one of you, like, what do you think one repair on the sh on your ship is, and and maybe what what danger caused it, if you can think of, it. or maybe just I'll just pick one if anybody has an idea. Um. Okay. So wait, I have some questions before. Yeah. Sure. Is this a normal thing? Like, have we been hired to escort people before? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, it's it's not every episode of the show, but uh, you've done it before. Yeah, and I mean, space is is huge, so there's a lot of different uh, factions whose territory you'd be flying through. So it's like a pretty common job to be like, all right, we need to get someone from point A to point B, and in the middle there are people that want to kill that person. <laughs> Okay, so that so I would imagine that some episodes of the show aren't necessarily us killing predators, but just keeping somebody safe. Uh, it, if if you think that's out of question for the show, I can make some sort of retcon, but that's what I was envisioning. Yeah. No. Yeah, I think I think that is definitely in brand. I just I just wanted to make sure that's what we're going with. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and then second, I have debt to Scarlet Shark soldiers and two debt to Fable. Um, and what does that really mean? You were saying that we were going through shark soldier territory. Yeah, uh, it just means that they've done a f it, it, two debt with Fable means Fable has done you two favors in the past. And one debt with Scarlet Sharks means they've done you a favor um, in the past. Uh, the They're space pirates, but they also are uh, they also like control territory. So sometimes you just deal with them as you would deal with. Anybody else who who controls part of the sector? I mean, okay. maybe they maybe the debt is just like you frequently have to go through their space, so you owe them one, or or maybe it's more uh, personal than that. I don't know. It could be personal or impersonal. 
I think it's pro- for Scarlet Sharks, it's probably more impersonal. But for Fable, yeah. I think it's very personal to Dead because I think probably I'm from a Fable controlled area, right? Like, yeah, sure. I I, and this... I think you're you're like because it's a streaming show that fits within how like media works on those planets of like right. They care about choice so much that people get exactly the type of TV that they want to watch. <laughs> and you are one of those hyper-specific reality shows that that people can opt in to, to watch. Yeah. Okay. So with that set aside, so I'm like very highly tied to Fable. I think that probably my uh, beautification lens was messed up because somebody... Like one of the people that we were escorting didn't want to be recorded or something for some reason, but that's uh-huh. I'm not having any of that. But they kept like punching the camera or whatever. So uh, a lens that automatically like tracks my movement specifically and adds like filters, like Snapchat filters, to make <laughs> me look prettier. Awesome. <laughs> Anybody else have ideas on on repairs before we move on? I'm imagining I'm actually repairing the major system that got damaged when we we're supposed to pay a toll to the Scarlet Sharks and uh-huh. instead <laughs> fled and yeah. they attempted to take out our engines and they got, they got the main engine, but not the backup I installed. Uh huh. So I'm fixing the main engine because I, well, I do repair. <laughs> it's yeah. my thing. I don't repair the ship. I do. <laughs> You're just the talent. You're just the pilot. Mm-hmm. You don't deal with such low things. <laughs> That's what uh, I have a crew for. Jesus. Lyrian is the secondary character that's actually the main character that everyone cares about. <laughs> uh, so um, you've got one last duty before you get payment for the job. Um, super easy. So, you know, Bill of Liberty, uh, this this counselor you were escorting, he's actually, even though he's about to represent Titan on the council, he's actually never been here. So he wants to go, like, sightseeing and, like, go to the museums and stuff to, like, get a feel for this, this uh, civilization that he's going to represent. And you're going to meet up with his guards and transfer him over to them so you can, you know, rid your hands of him and go on and do the rest of your work at the J.R. Titsworth Oil Refinery <laughs> Museum. <laughs> Excuse me? <laughs> uh, sometimes sometimes things are called the J.R. Titsworth Oil Refinery Museum when you randomly roll things. How much uh, is that worth? <laughs> the Titsworth, that's what that's worth. It's, it's, yeah, it's worth a, a J.R. The J.R. stands for just right. It's worth just it's, right. It's, it's just right. Titsworth. Uh, so it's the so. But when you get there, um, his guards uh, let you know on their communicators that they're going to be a little late. So they just need you to babysit him a little bit in the museum, um, which it's the if you've been here, you've heard of it. It is one of the bigger museums on the moon. It uh, it's actually it was actually the last oil refinery ever in use. You know, we're in the future, so uh, renewable energy is a lot more uh, feasible and everybody uses it. So oil refineries are kind of a thing of the past. But this was the last one in operation. So it's been converted into a museum and you you get there and it, it's it's there's like a building that's sort of been built out of the front of it but if you go through you can get to uh the actual oil refinery yourself and and itself and walk through that and explore it as you as you're walking through the museum bill says uh 
You know, I find some of this human technology a little primitive as an android myself, but as a progressive, I can understand that this culture just has a, 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 a different history than mine. This bot is woke. <laughs> and he points to himself. Uh, the museum has a few attractions. There's a few robots that are, like, meant to be uh, replicas of, like, important people. Like, there's a robot replica of J.R. Titsworth. Then there's the refinery exhibit itself. Uh, and then there's a gift shop. What are we doing? Uh, I'm actively uh, catalog- cataloging the points of entrance, the points of exit, and any sort of attack vectors that, like, all the vulnerabilities within this place. Sure. Um, and then if I if I feel, like, do I get a sense that it's insecure cuz I'll call in my I'll call in my soldiers if I feel like this isn't secure. Um it sounds like I I, I didn't think we were going to have a roll this early, but it sounds like you are doing the assess move. Um <laughs> so I'll have you roll 2d6 plus give me Oh, an assess can be assessment can be any stats. So I think that's I'm leaning. I I am leaning towards expertise because this is my military background, but I don't really get what falls under each. So, so it says for assessment, it says stealth, focus, or cunning would be metal, uh, and then research and experimentation would be expertise. I think it's between one of those two. Um, Probably. So yeah, I'll give you expertise yeah. if you roll two d six plus expertise. In Uncharted Worlds, certain player actions can trigger what are called moves. Basically, that's just when we need to roll the dice. Every roll is going to be a 2d6 with the appropriate modifier added on. In this case, expertise. In general, a 6 or below is considered a failure, and the GM will then explain how the situation gets worse. A 7 and 9 is a mixed success, and the text of the move will explain how the action is successful but with complication, and a 10 or above is a complete success, and the player gets what they want. It is your expertise. That is an eight. So that's a mixed success. Um, So the assessment role says on a mixed success, the GM will reveal interesting, potentially useful information about the subject, uh, or they might ask you to do so if I am really out of ideas. Uh, But I'm not going to do that. I will tell you that it looks secure enough. I mean, it's a museum. It's it's not a base, right? Like, like it's not there's there's probably like a a tornado shelter or something, uh, you know, like a tornado, designated tornado area, something like that. But, um, you know, it, the base place isn't built like a bunker, um, because it's just an oil refinery museum, but you do, you do notice that, uh, there, there aren't a ton of, there's like one or two security guards. It might be a little low on that considering how much here is flammable. Cause it's, you know, it's still an oil refinery. Um, uh-huh. they make a lot of hay out of, Hey, you could still make this place work if you if you just flipped a few switches. I'll just send a text to my boys <laughs> with like a yellow siren. <laughs> they know what that means. <laughs> okay, I don't, but sure. Be ready. <laughs> Be ready. Uh what's everybody else doing? Are we hugging tight with uh Bill? Are we exploring more of the museum? What are we doing? I'm definitely like chatting it up with Bill, just kind of socializing. So you're uh, some type of bird alien? 
I haven't seen one of you before. Although, as a very open-minded person, I respect what I don't understand. I like Shift Nine is giving obvious like fuck you eyes to this guy at this point. <laughs> well, yes, I I am a bird person. It's a uh, Slightly rude to mm-hmm. come out with things like that in polite company, but I'm sure where you're from, things are a little different. If you haven't noticed, I'm a robot, and some of us don't really have the skills and the social niceties. Maybe if you read a book, you'd understand. Oh, well, I would have thought you'd be programmed a little better. Wait, 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 wait. Can I roll, like, something on this son of a gun? stupid robot (laughs) what do you want to do oh that's an important thing to note the the rule book actually states that there is a pointed difference between ai like artificial intelligence and just robots um so when i say android bill is like a person um he is he is a robot but he's a robot person um you can contrast that with the you know i was talking earlier about like the robot replicas of historical people those are just machines um there's a point of difference between uh people that are made of artificial intelligence and just machines that operate a task um and as a result there's actually a mechanical difference there so um you can't actually roll i take back the programming comment then (laughs) sure yeah we can wreck on that um Uh, i want to know like like, is he still being bigoted though? Like, or is this like a normal thing that they that? No, they... he's an ass. He's terrible. Yeah, he's okay. being he, a jerk. Yeah, he's like he's like fake woke. That's he's like fake woke the robot. That's what's who Bill of Liberty is. Um, he like is a politician. You might remember. So I mean, yeah. he's terrible. Well, because I was I was gonna say that I was like trying to get like shots in frame, like the perfect framing, uh, probably with the gift shop in the background. But now I'm like mad at this guy. I don't even know what Shift Nine would do at this point. Just be like mad. Just I don't know. I want to like. I want to like is not in the business of making enemies out of anybody, even skeezy politicians. So well, I'm. I, I think I'm doing... she probably just drags him away from you because you're getting. Like you're getting, uh, I'm definitely reading him with my eyes. Don't worry, boss. I can stay on him. But okay, so I am making mental notes, which, due to my uh, enhanced uh, robotness, are editing notes uh, for to like cut different places where he's being a bigot, so we can like save those as um, video things for possible extortion or whatever later nice oh damn (laughs) nice okay then i'm not gonna take him away i'm gonna like (laughs) i'm gonna play that up and try to get him to say bad things so we can back yes i think we've run this before yeah (laughs) (laughs) i'm trying to think of what like what we cut to him what we like cut back to him saying probably something like and that's why i just don't really even try to get the women vote Jesus. Uh, he's terrible. Oh, how interesting. Uh, have you seen this uh, thing over here? And then I like pull him towards a random exhibit in the museum. Well, I'm sure I haven't. Any Anything else you want to check out about any information from the museum you want to check out before? Um, so oh, we're, oh. I'm sorry, we're here to meet his security team? Yeah, and, and they're late. 
Um, okay. So before I like have things pop off, I just want to see if there's any parts of the museum you wanted to see before um, you won't be able to see it. <laughs> I mean, well, what what's what are some what is the exhibit that's I'm in the gift shop. What are they running right now? <laughs> gift shop. I am totally in the gift shop. Oh, I, so I have something that you could learn from the gift shop. So uh, that is one place where you could get some information, actually. Um, they sell a lot of things. They sell little figurines of J.R. Titsworth himself. Um, he's got like a, a cowboy hat, like a 10-gallon hat uh, and spurs. You imagine he probably didn't wear that to the office, but like that's the image of this sort of like space cowboy who kept the last oil refinery running. Uh, they sell, they sell some other things. They sell like keychains. They sell like little mini vials of oil because they still occasionally turn the place on just to demonstrate how it works to people who are curious about how people used to refine fossil fuels. So they're like actual vials of oil you could buy. Yeah. Um, That's what's in the gift shop. I'm going to buy a vial of oil for my mom. Cool. Aww. Um... And then the other exhibits are there's the historical people exhibit with the uh, robot mannequins. And then there's the the actual refinery itself where you can see how the machinery worked. I'm also going to uh, just while I'm in the gift shop, I'm going to flip through the picture coloring books, uh, the simplified <laughs> history of the empire and oil refinery, because I d- really don't want to read something in depth. But the kid version will give me enough. <laughs> it talks a lot about how how like the the reason this place worked the, the reason this place was so successful so long is just because everybody worked real hard and everybody <laughs> respected J.R. Titsworth a whole bunch. Like they, though, this is singing to my hippie parent colonial heart. Like I buy this story one hundred percent. Uh, I'm making like a how it's made of this museum just for like interstitials that we can put in place. Like I'm always looking for a shot. That's that's what Shift Nights. I've got the Wikipedia page for fractional distillation open. If you need, (laughs) if you need any (laughs) vocabulary, the J.R. Titsworth was. (laughs) What would the intro be? What is he? J.R. Titsworth. He was a yeah. He was like a sort of a space cowboy who uh, came into some wealth from like adventuring um, and then started an oil refinery business on Titan. Cause uh, it turned out once we were able to make a colony on Titan and we dug down a little bit, we found that there were a lot of like long extinct uh, hmm. li- like plant life that had since turned into oil. So there are a lot of oil refineries on Titan huh. um, and J.R. Titsworth was a self-made man that yep. came from nothing. His parents were simple moisture farmers. <laughs> and one day he got the grand idea to dig into the earth. Just dig and dig. And one day he came up with old ass plants. Turns out there's a use for those. Oh, <laughs> uh, well, I wanted to ask you before we got too much further about oh, sure. uh, deduction. Is that... A role I make. How do I go about doing deduction? Oh, is that um, is that one of your skills? Let it me is. Look. Yeah. Let me see. Uh, do you know what career it's from? Uh, uh, academic. 
um, deduction, it says, when you first witness a situation, you may ask one of the following questions. The GM will answer honestly. Who or what is most valuable or vulnerable or dangerous and who caused the situation? But only one of those questions. Yep. Any, it says any time you first witness a situation. Okay. Do that. So not right now. Yeah. Uh, so, um, let's see, where are you all situated? I guess Lyrianne is by Bill. I guess it's shift nine. Who's actually in the refiner. The only one like actually in the refinery, right? Yeah. I'm taking a tour, like whatever the tour is. Yeah, give me an assess, because, I mean, you're, like, giving the, the tour of, like, reading all the plaques and stuff. Give me an assess plus with, uh, so roll 2d6 plus, um, let's do uh, expertise here. My expertise is minus one. Is there a different thing that it would be, or is that it? Um, I, I mean, I think that's what it is here, because it's, unless you can make an argument for, uh, labor or strenuous activity to use physique or nah. like stealth for metal like i th- i i don't think so i'm yeah. i'm being pretty brazen about this yeah but i only got a two so that's a fail so let me see i'll tell you what you don't notice until mm-hmm. uh it's a little too late what you didn't notice a few minutes ago you didn't notice when you were uh giving your tour to your audience you your sort of streaming audience, you didn't notice the sound uh, in the background of glass shattering. You also didn't notice that the slight interference on your communicator was actually uh, voices being picked up from chatter on another channel. But what you do notice, uh, perhaps too late, are the sound of klaxons. Hey, it's Travis. Since this is a longer episode, I thought I would come in here at this little halfway point to give the announcements. So, first, we have an email address now. You can email hi, that's hi, at v-r-e dot show if you want to send us something. We've talked before about, um, well, if you've listened to the show before, you know that at the end of the season, we do a sort of decompressing uh, after show where we talk about how the season went or how we thought it went. And we've always toyed with the idea of talking about listener questions, answering listener questions in those episodes, but we always forget to actually ask you to send in questions. So that's the primary reason we made that email address. You can send any of your questions about this season or any season to hi at vre.show, but we'll read all of it. So if it's just, you know, send if you want to send us an email that says anything, we'll read it. Second, we're about to play another one of those promos from some of the nice folks we met at PodCon. So here is one of those, and then we'll get right back into the rest of the episode. See ya. Hey, everyone. I'm James. And I'm Aaron. And we are unabashedly obsessed with a lot of things. Which is why we named our podcast Unabashedly Obsessed. On our show, we talk about things related to pop culture. And not-so-pop culture. That's true. Like, for instance, obscure 1980s horror movies that involve time travel. And whatever the newest TV show we're excited about is that involves time travel. We are not a time travel podcast. You can find us on Google Play, Stitcher, iTunes, or wherever you like to get your podcasts. Unabashedly Obsessed. Not a time travel podcast. 
But what you do notice, uh, perhaps too late, are the sound of klaxons, uh, of alarms being rung. And you see the one security guard rushing to the back of the oil refinery, uh, urging everybody to get out. There's some sort of yelling that there's some sort of uh, intrusion going on. What do y'all do? And y'all hear all of that. So what do you all do? I make a deduction. Yeah, I cool. want to know. Wait, I don't really want to know any of those questions. Well, okay. yeah, what caused this? What caused it? Because that might tell me who's coming in. Yeah, so um, I think the way you figure that out is you uh, you actually pick start to pick up more of the chatter on your communicator. It's it's think of it as like a walkie-talkie that's like accidentally picking up another another. You're like on the same channel as another person, mm-hmm. um, and you hear some voices, uh, and you hear one of them say. Uh, all right, we got the oil. Uh, we just got to get uh, back to the ship. Uh, Frankie thinks he found something. He's probably going to take that too. Uh, but the oil's the top priority. Then we just got to get out of here. Uh, bust in, bust out. Uh, so someone caused it who is trying to steal the oil. That's what uh, your deduction tells you. Okay. I don't have to roll um, for it? No, that move is really good. Uh, <laughs> that's great. <laughs> okay, someone tried to steal the oil. So I am going to, based on what I just heard, uh, do I see anything around me that I could like stuff Bill of Liberty into to hide him? <laughs> um, <laughs> like a locker or <laughs> yeah, don't museums? Yeah, museum. You there is like a coat check room uh, okay. that probably has lockers as well. Um, so yeah, you can stuff him in a locker. Uh, do you actually, like, <laughs> lock it? Yes. Yeah, <laughs> and so you, like, he's, as you're, like, walking away, I presume, unless you're, like, sticking around with him? No, 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 I, I, like, push him in and I'm like, um, stay down! And just close the door and don't move! And then I walk off. But, like... You know, things like this never happen when I have my guards with me. No And his talking. voice just sort of fades out as you run away. Yeah. <laughs> I I deploy my armor from my backpack. Does it like, how does that, what does that look like? So, how does that like go um, on? I just, ha- you know, because my heavy lifting lets me carry whatever. So I've always have like what I pass off as the equipment backpack. Uh, but there's like a button on the strap on the front and then I hit it and the back just unfolds because it's a carapace and then just starts to just keep unfolding until I'm wrapped. Uh, cool. So basically, I have like this giant. Uh, I <laughs> the, my main frame of reference is a Pokemon restaurant. It's like chestnut armor. <laughs> okay, yeah. That so it's like big and bulky and round, except my head is just sticking out because that I'm not worried about my head because the shielding that's also built into it, and I need to be able right. to see. But I'm big, just like double in size. Uh, so like. Uh, like a kind of like a reptile in a suit of armor, yeah. Uh, but a space suit of armor. Yeah, I'm definitely getting a shot of this. Like, I'm pr- I'm sure it's been shot a million times, but our viewers just love it. They love to see that transform <laughs> I, sequence. I also say into my comms, folks, I need a red shirt here pronto, and that <laughs> is when I need one of my grad students to come help me with anything. I definitely cool. call them red shirts. Uh, cool. For for my part, I'm gonna say. 
Uh, I look directly. Well, I mean, I turn. I turn my to my front facing camera version of the the apparatus that I'm sure is attached to my head that either faces forward or backward. It's kind of like a GoPro, but in the future, so it's almost invisible uh, because it's so small. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yep. Um, okay. And I turn it back on me and I say, "Hey, shifties, uh, listen. I gave you all. I gave you all a tour of all of this, and I'm sure one of you has seen." Mm, something. Uh, I need you. This is part of the Shift Nine ARG this season, and I need you to deduce <laughs> what happened. Because I didn't see anything, but I'm sure you did. Uh, I guess that's a command roll. Influence. Two d six plus influence. Okay. Seven. Yeah, it's a mixed success. Let me find command. Okay. On a seven and nine, uh, they follow your orders to the best of their ability, though there may be costs in time, resources, or personnel. Um, and because it was only a mixed success, it says eff- their effectiveness has been significantly impacted in some way. Mm. Um, and this crew, which I guess is your audience, uh, will not accept a new command until those issues have been dealt with. I think what the mm. issue is is uh like you probably don't have like impromptu commands of your audience like that often i don't imagine so like the servers like aren't aren't ready for just like a flood of your fans <laughs> to send like i i saw someone over in the in the corner in frame two of scene like yeah, there's just I'd... tons and tons of of people sending in things so basically so, like, have to server... wade through the junk yeah so like it the servers will be overloaded the next time you ask your audience for something. But um, in the meantime, you do notice that uh, there is, seems to be a consensus among your listeners that, uh, you know how, like, oil refineries are, like, there's sort of, like, a scaffolding. It's, it's like, mostly exterior, but there's scaffolding around, like, big, uh, like, distillation towers and the big circular tanks. Like, down one of the scaffoldings, they saw... Uh, they saw a, a person like jumped down uh into like a a below ground part of the museum oh and you know where that is if y'all want to head down there i bet i i'm i think carol specifically knows where that is yeah is there an employee in the gift shop uh there's a uh there's like an automated checkout thing like at the grocery store uh is there anybody like around like, There's a security guard. Yeah, I'll go to the... Uh, as I'm heading that way, I go to the security guard. I know this is oil. And it's burning. How dangerous is it if a bunch of small, confined explosions go off? Um, <laughs> uh, let me figure out who this person is. Oh, so the the security guard is actually um, another uh, avian, so another one of uh, Lyrian's uh, species. Nice. And uh, I, uh, maybe all of them have a slight southern accent. Um, like it. So, uh, so he is like, oh, I don't, I don't know. I'm, I don't know too much about the uh, the technical stuff, but I would guess that that would be uh, kind of dangerous, but. <laughs> Uh, I, I'm, I mostly just make sure people don't steal keychains. <laughs> well, kind of dangerous is not very dangerous, so just get ready for it. 
Oh God! Wait, and I will he, head. Is, I will head down is, where I was Carol, informed. Is Carol Southern accent or? Yeah, that came out Southern, didn't it? <laughs> I think I it's think, infectious. But no, I also think yeah. that, like, I've always seen him as sort of chameleon-like. So yeah. it it's very much that he picked up his speaking oh. patterns from whoever he's around. That's super interesting. I think this is metagaming. I think this is metagaming accent. <laughs> I think I think it, that it is metagaming right now, but if Greg doesn't continue to do it from now on, it's like <laughs> it's worse. So like I'm, I'm kidding, I love it. No, I'm I'm saying like this is like super difficult, but if you pull it off, holy shit, that's really cool. Yeah. <laughs> uh all right. Uh, where are we supposed to go? Did you tell us? Yeah, d- further down, uh, mo- farther into the oil refinery, there's like a manhole is probably the wrong word for like an uh, industrial uh, aspect. But yeah, sort of like a manhole that leads down under um, some of the uh, uh, distillation towers. Hey, wait, yeah. real quick. Just as a diversion here. Hey, Greg, Show me, how does... His name is Carol. Who? Yeah. How does Carol sound whenever I... Whenever he's hanging out a whole bunch with Shiv 9? Well, he sounds a little bit like this. (laughs) (laughs) He gets much more light and willing to say things like fabulous. (laughs) (laughs) My red shirt that I called, is that... Can that really be a thing that happens? Yeah, yeah, there's someone someone's there. Okay. Uh, um I their name is Prelia. Cool. And I'm going to have them I'm going to say Prelia darling, I need you to stand in front of this door and guard it with your life. Your life, Prelia. Okay. I feel like it never goes well for people like me in this situation, but I I can do it. Yeah, I can do it. Your destiny is in your hands, darling. Where are you put <laughs> in front of the uh, courtroom door? Oh, oh, so they're guarding uh, Bill. Okay, yeah, cool. No big deal, but I am gonna station a camera right in front of here because this is gonna be great. Uh, <laughs> don't worry about that. Cool. Uh, are y'all running after the thieves yeah. or? Yeah, I'm. Yeah. I am on there? my way. Okay. Um. So you get down, uh, into uh, under the. Um, that manhole and you're into like um, this wasn't like part of the original I mean there were things under the oil refinery originally but most of that has been exchanged for just like the sort of like a logistical area for the museum it's a lot of like storage of like exhibits that have been stored away Um, but it has been stored away in like a a part of the refinery that used to be functional Um, and you see a co- as you're heading down deeper into it um at the end of the hallway it's it's like uh it's pretty grimy down here because even as clean as they get it it's still oil everywhere um <laughs> so there's a few drops of oil dripping down the hallway and as you look past that you see that as you are heading deeper into the hallway these uh three they they are armored and they all are carrying pulse rifles with a red stripe down them. Um, they're they're all of the same uh, alien mm. species. They're all these sort of grasshopper or locust like uh, alien guys. Yes. Um, <laughs> and uh, one of them, uh, upon seeing you, uh, looks to his friends and they all uh, 
take cover pretty immediately uh, and start firing. Uh, and and I think I think he says, uh, "Who the hell are these guys? I thought there was just the one security guard." And he starts firing off uh, sort of like suppressive fire uh, towards you to force you uh, out of their way. Uh, what do y'all do? Uh, I absolutely just fire if one of them's out in the open. I'm. Uh, yeah, sure. You can see if you can get a shot before they get under. Come undercover. on, Zelda, let's show them what we can do. Is that the <laughs> name of your gun? Yeah. <laughs> uh, let me see. That is going to be... Mine's name uh, is Korok. That's going to be... Um, yeah, I think this counts as l- long-ranged. Unless you're, like, getting up close. Yeah, I'm just walking you, down. I okay. I I have very little fear. <laughs> in that case, in that in that case, yeah. Roll. Uh, this is going to be launch assault, which is the close range version, instead of uh, open fire, which is the long range one. So, uh, roll launch assault. So that's going to be two d six plus physique. Six. All right, that's a failure. So, there are more than three of them. It turns out, um, and one of them had been. Uh, assigned to watch the uh, the exit door because it's the one way in and out. And so uh, when y'all headed down, what you didn't see is that she was behind you, another one of these uh, grasshopper aliens in the same armor. Uh, y- you you boldly uh, start marching towards and, and firing at her compatriots, and she gets an easy shot uh, at your back like the coward she is. <laughs> uh, she You hear the pulse rifle warm up that, like, and it blasts right at your back. Um, so this goes. This will show how um uh, uh taking hits works. So you're gonna do a move called uh, brace for impact, where you roll two d six and add your armor. Eight. On an eight, uh, you suffer an injury of that severity. So that's how the injury system works in this game. Is there are five levels of severity. Uh, ranging from minor, which is like, oh, I cut my hand, uh, to uh, fatal injury, which is like, I am literally dead. Um, so like a uh, a firearm is a uh, it would typically be a severe injury, um, but because it's like uh, close, it's closer range. It's not like she was firing at you with like a sniper rifle, like uh, and had like a keen shot. So um, that's gonna be a major injury. So on injuries, just write major, uh, and then after that, write that it is um, a major burn, because that's kind of how these uh, pulse rifles feel. It, it, it like, sears uh, your back, um, and I think you probably uh, fall down um, after that shot. Lyrian or Shift 9, whoever wants to go next, what do you do? Uh, I have a poison dart gun named Bug Juice. Cool. And I'm going to shoot it at the one that shot uh, Carol. Cool. Um, that Since she's pretty close to you, that's also going to be braced for... Or no, that's also going to be launch assault. So roll 2d6 plus physique. Okay. Five. Ooh, still under six, so that's a failure as well. Um, what happens here <sighs> Do I uh, is... Karma points or some shit I can spend? Come on. <laughs> 
the chaos of the fire from multiple directions has made it hard for the three that you probably will be able to find a, a an angle by which you have cover but it's taking you a while right because you're you're factoring in the different directions from which the enemy fire is coming from and so uh one of the uh, locust aliens on the far side of the hall is able to get a shot in on you as your uh, as as your failed dart gun uh, whizzes past uh, his compatriot that's close to the door, um, and I'll have you roll brace for impact, which is two d six plus armor if you've got any. Okay. When we rolled for that, I just got comms, so I don't think I have any. Yeah, I don't think so. Yeah, no, that would make sense. I got nine. Um, so that's going to be a major injury as well. Same when it's Greg. So you have a major burn. Oh, no. Shift nine, you're up. Okay, so first of all, uh, again, I flip the camera to front facing and say, uh, shifties, I uh, don't want to get any more drops on myself. Uh, you could send some chats my way. If you and, recall, uh, the servers are overloaded and right. I don't think we've done anything to fix that. Yeah, but I'm still going to turn on, whenever they get unloaded, this is my, like, I'm going to turn on a little HUD. I'll, t- I'll let you know, you will have to do something to fix that. You'll have to do something clever if you want that to be fixed by the time this firefight is over. Like, it's not just going to fix itself in the, that matter of seconds. You'd have okay. to figure something out. Well, uh, I mean, right now, Shift Nine's just going into higher being... Uh, mode, so I think I'm just gonna use my ceramic saber named Dawn of Ruins. That's randomly picked for everybody, uh, and stab somebody in the eyeball. But I do turn on like my chat HUD, so I can see if it does reset. The chat resets. Um, sure, give me a. Uh... Uh, so you're still getting some chat. It's just garbled and like there's like a there's like a five minute delay. Okay. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So like people are just saying she's behind you right now. <laughs> uh, uh, so give me yeah, give me launch assault two d six plus physique. Two d six plus physique. My physique is plus two. Thirteen. Oh yeah, she's dead. Uh, <laughs> so let's see. Um, on a ten or above, you win this engagement. Uh, your targets are dead, injured, incapacitated, retreating, pinned, surrendering, etc. Um, and the way this game works is I, I kind of leave that up to you. What do you, when you're successful in that way, uh, what does your success over this grasshopper woman who is out, who sort of ambushed Carol, what does that look like? No, yeah, I, like I said, I stab her in the eyeball. <laughs> yeah, and what is, what, but what is your saber, look? is it like a, sort of like a lightsaber with a ceramic handle? So yeah, it is. It is exactly that. It's a there's a ceramic handle. It's like a delicate. It looks like a delicate ceramic until I turn it on, and then it's like this uh, very light blue, almost white. Mm-hmm. I guess that's just like I could have said like lightsaber, but a lighter blue than that. Um, yeah, and uh, it it does end in a point. It's not like a rod, like a lightsaber. It ends yeah, a point. So it looks more like an actual sword. Uh, but yeah, I just stab that right through her eye. I think she tries to use her her wings to like fly out, but her, the but the saber juts out. It like uh, I assume it does the lightsaber thing where it sort of extends out of the handle uh, yeah. into her eye, and that you see that her wings stop flapping, and then the saber cuts through the top of her head as she just falls 
uh, so, dead because I presume that thing is lethal. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Um, <laughs> it's also stylish, so I think that like as it's as it's cutting through somebody, it it just like there's sparks that go everywhere that are like these. They look like beautiful cherry blossoms falling. Pretty. Yeah. In like five minutes, the chat will be like, oh, shit. <laughs> but not yet. Uh, Carol, I think you're up. So am I still a ways away from the people down the way? Can I take a long distance shot? Um, I think we decided that you were close to them. So you can try to fire again. Sure. 2d6 plus physique. Nope. Oh, Carol. <laughs> okay. Uh, what was it? Two. What happens here is it's less um, that you're, you know, you're taking more damage and more just that they sort of run, they they run the show for the rest of it. And they're not interested in, you know, they have the advantage because they don't have to kill all of you. They just need to get out. Um, and they're able to do that. Um, like, you know, none of your weapons are super great against, you know, hyper mobile targets, I wouldn't imagine. And, and they realize that they look at your sort of like, uh, what is it? Sort of like a grenade launcher, Carol. Yeah. And then the you know the saber and then the dart gun, and they realize all they need to do is uh, fly. Uh, and so they do. They, they their wings start to flap and make a, a like a noise as the three of them start flying above you, and they're they're dodging your your strikes, and they fly up and out through the chute that you came down in uh, down in. And you see that they're all carrying uh, huge vials of oil, uh, and one of them seems to have have something else, uh, like in a like a container that's meant to keep something fragile safe. Uh, they've they've kept something fragile in, in a special container, uh, and you see them looking up through that porthole. Uh, you see them flying up into the uh, into the green sky, and they sort of blend in with their greenish brown skin as they fly uh, out of the manhole i mean i'm getting good shots of that oh <laughs> uh, is it my turn i mean i know the fight's kind of th- over now but i think it's done do, do we want to call thing. the episode there oh can i do a thing first sure yeah um one of my things is that i'm connected my so are my skills that i have contacts yeah um so it says when i arrive somewhere new i can introduce a contact that i make up in my head is how i wrote it on my character sheet <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> okay. Basically. Um, I have a contact on Titan called um Chathel. Okay. And I want to calm Chathel and say that there's um been some activity at the Titsworth Refinery Museum, and I want to know do they have eyes on it, and can they tell me anything about it? Um, uh, who do you think Chathel is? Uh, um, Chathel is like a port authority kind of person. Mm, okay. Yeah. This is definitely a segment of the show where, you know, it's just like, and we have, we have, uh, the audio from the other side too. So it's like the, the conversations that you see in, in, uh, reality shows where you can see, you can hear the voice on the other side too. Yeah. Like I'm like, uh, uh, Chatel, there's been a bit of a kerfuffle over here at Titsworth Refinery Museum. I'm wondering if, uh, any of your people have seen what's going on over here. You hear, uh, uh oh, they didn't. Did their gu- They didn't have a red stripe on those guns, did they? Ah, uh, that's affirmative. Well, shit.
Find us on Facebook and Twitter at VREcast, or check us out on our website at vre.show. Follow Lyrian at Yosef Bridge, Shift 9 at Logan Jenkins, Carol at White Wing, and the Galactic Overlord at the Travis W. Please rate and review us on Apple Podcasts and tell a friend about the show. Those are the best ways to help us out. One shifty, Zola Johnson, says... The beautiful randomness and intricate plot all fall in together to make a beautiful blend of both. I love you all so much, and please never, ever stop doing this show, because this is one of my few havens from the kids at school. Hey, but for real, um, yeah, we, school sucks, and, but your differences are what make you cool, and we're all here for everybody. If anybody's in a situation like that, please reach out to us if we can do anything at all to make things cooler for you. Love everybody that listens to the show. Goodbye. Okay. Um, let's do the thing. Let me pull up the doc and get the script. Uh, uh, so somebody has to do. Oh, what did we do? That was like a month ago. We didn't do anything. We rolled up characters. We don't have to do a recap. No, no. In the limitless expanse of space, not everyone is destined for grape nuts. Not everyone is destined for grape nuts. Whoa, boy! (laughs) I hope it's not me. (laughs) Greg just exploded. Destined for grape nuts. Okay. You're destined for grape nuts. You're. You are. You have grape nut flakes. <laughs> that one was easy. This is the this is the after credit scene. Not yeah, already done. Grape nuts. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Lee, you gonna do it? Sure.